Welcome to the latest episode of It's Not Academic, the podcast, education conversations from HECO. I'm Rosanna Tambury, research editor here at HECO. Our Rethinking Access conference is taking place April 19th and 20th, and one of the recurring themes that runs through our panel discussions is the role of early intervention programs and strategies. By the time they graduate from high school, many students have already made up their minds about whether they can or will pursue post-secondary studies. Early intervention programs offer supports to students at a much younger age to help them imagine themselves on campus and figure out how to get there. This sounds great in concept, but what does an early intervention program for underrepresented groups look like? On this week's episode, we look at one case study, the Hamilton Community Foundation's Abacus Program, which targets students in the middle school years. Sarah Glenn, manager of the Foundation's Community Initiatives, and Jennifer Pearson, project coordinator, tell us how the Abacus Program works. Here's Sarah. So Abacus really is a combination of um, three years of extensive research that um, Hamilton Community Foundation, with the support of the Fairmont Foundation, undertook to really look how they might be able to support um, what we deem underserved students. Um, And we do that in three interconnected ways. So um, our granting really supports community um, organizations and community programs that are working with middle, middle school students in grades 6, 7, and 8. We also um, support GradTrack, which is our pilot program that's working directly um, with disengaging students in two pilot sites in the Catholic Board and the Public Board. And then um, our focus, the third way, is really our focus on systems change. So how, how, based on the interventions that we're engaged in, what do we learn from those? And how do we um, leverage those learnings to start broader conversations um, around policy changes that might need to happen within our education? system here in Ontario. And it really evolved naturally from our earlier work um, in the communities. HCF spent over a decade working with neighborhoods and communities across Hamilton in um, its poverty reduction work. And um, what we learned in that work was that education was a critical component of what um, citizens in the city were asking for, um, for their children and for themselves. And so as um, our earlier poverty reduction work evolved, it seemed like a natural next step to help focus our intervention into education. Our, Our work with Abacus and our work in a number of interventions that the HCF is part of, really um, are founded on evidence. So our three years of research, we did an extensive community scan as well that really highlighted that the middle school years are an underserved population. There's lots of really great supports in the early years, and there's lots of good supports around those sort of high school years. But the middle school, it's underserved coupled with the fact that that is developmentally a really, really critical time for kids as they're going through um, um, and growing up. And so HCF um, found that because of that research, we were able to target our intervention. The Grad Track program is one of the foundation's latest initiatives to help underrepresented groups gain access to higher education. Jennifer explains the program and how it works. So really, Grad Track was designed by HCF to create a unique network of supports for students based on Abacus 
uh, Abacus's four pillars. So it makes sure that students are supported academically, are supported through a mentorship component, are supported through their goal setting, and have some sort of reward for their progress and their hard work to keep them focused and on that track. So we started, we're in our pilot year of grad track. We launched this past fall with a group of 20 students in each school board, so for a total of 40 students. Six, seven, and eight, or different? We started this year in grade six. Grade six. So we have 40 grade six students um, in two pilot, at two pilot sites. And really what we're doing with them is we work to create a space for them to think and aspire towards their future, whether that be in the short term, so perhaps the end of June to the end of their middle school years, or when they're 25 or 35. We work in school hours to create this space for students, and really what we want to do is we want to allow students to have an opportunity to think about their future, but then let's work on how we can articulate those dreams to make them into a goal or a set of goals to then be able to set some tangible steps and some tangible outcomes to it. So it's more than just, this is what I want to do when I'm 25, I want to be a wildlife veterinarian, but really, okay, what can we do now to set a couple of steps to get us at least, maybe not there, but on a path to there and to keep that focus so there's nothing really that can come in and sort of distract or that can pull at some of their aspirations if they have other things going on in their life that can create that. Um, And so really what we want to do is be able to work with them to be able to make sure they have all of those four components, a piece of all four pillars of Abacus through a program. Mm -hmm. So for example, I have a student right now who is working, who wants to be a physicist. So we're looking at, okay, how can we make sure that she has all of the support she needs academically in the classes that she would need to have to be able to do that? Do we have any positive female role models that we can set up so that act as a mentor to her in that regard, to aspire as um, role models to aspire towards? How can we set goals now to let her see the path of setting a goal from start to finish so that when she gets to high school or when she gets to that point where she needs to set that long-term goal, she knows the structure and a way to do it. How can we keep her focused on this goal to make sure she's able to do it? And it's the same thing if the goal is smaller. So if the student wants to be on a rep sports team, how can we work now to create a set of steps from now to tryouts for the rep for the rep hockey team to make sure that you can you know those steps and you know that path to whatever kind of success or outcome you want to have and what does it look like when you get there and who delivers the program is it the teacher or do you go into the schools so i work uh in at both pilot sites with the students and we work i work very closely with the teachers to make sure that we have the support from the teachers to be able to work with them during school hours and make sure that they're not missing any piece of school that would be crucial to their education so test or test prep or math time or anything like that to make sure that they're able to do this as a supplement to their education but it doesn't distract or take away from other pieces of their educational journey 
And how, how has the program been received? What kind of response did you get from the kids? Or? The kids, initially, I think uh, they were quite skeptical. <laughs> they were a little sort of, they were questioning what it was. They weren't really sure what to expect from this type of thing, because usually um, if there's this type of program doesn't really exist, as Sarah was saying, at this age group. There's these type of intervention programs in high school, but nobody really comes in and does this kind of future thinking with them now. And so it was, well, what is this and why are we here? <laughs> and But they quickly think, I think they quickly saw, okay, there is a lot that I can do with this. And really what it's I think is amazing about it is it allows them to set direction for their growth in an environment that typically sets that direction for them, which was a bit of a shock to them. Yeah. But once they got used to it, once they've sort of adjusted to this ability to say, oh, wow, I can do anything I want. And once the shock of that sort of realization wore off, it's amazing to see some of the ideas that they come up with, really. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, and be sure to subscribe on iTunes or visit our SoundCloud page.